Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Just a quick story. On Monday night, I drove from Richmond down here to be with this group, and I'm not a huge basketball fan, and that might be something really bad to say while you're sitting on the campus of UNC Chapel Hill, uh, and you're a basketball guy. You, you played basketball in college. I'm a player, not a fan. Oh, what does that mean? It means I played it, but I don't watch it. Okay, well, I neither play it nor watch <laughs> it, so I don't know what that means I am. Um, so I came down Monday afternoon, and being from Virginia, specifically being from Southwest Virginia, my favorite sweatshirt that I just wear all the time, I, sh- I should wash it more often, it says Virginia Tech on it. And I just wasn't paying attention to the news that I arrived at the Carolina Inn on the, on the campus of, of, of UNC about an hour after Virginia Tech knocked off number 10 UNC with a Virginia Tech sweatshirt. Brooke is raising her arm. You're not a UNC fan, Brooke. No, you can talk. You're on radio. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I just got some of the worst look. It was like, a, it, it was like you could just tell it was in their hearts that these, these folks out at this hotel are born to serve. And that's our topic today, that they have to treat everyone with the utmost respect and dignity and just give them all their heart. And then they see this guy with a Virginia Tech sweatshirt. And you can just see the, the turmoil in their heart, that they had to smile and be nice to me. And one guy did say, he goes, go Hokies. I'm thinking, just me and you, brother. Just, it's just, you know, we, we won't tell anybody. So, uh, so thank you all. For, just thank everyone for being here. In our, in our, we're, we're already getting a bunch of people on Facebook Live here. Uh, today, we, we're, we're working with a group of people that is our studio audience that ultimately changed the way that they impact the world, specifically through their work in serving others. That's going to be our topic for today. While serving others may seem like an obvious part of our life, it's still not common enough in today's society, is it? I mean, it's not. And, and we'll work on being a studio audience. This is where you talk. Yes. Yeah. Do you have your applause on? Let's practice this for a minute. So uh, when we were presented this opportunity to to be live, we were um, just very, very grateful because what we do in our business is um, we serve. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if we're not serving, what are we doing? We're just thinking about ourselves, right? If we're not serving, we're thinking about ourselves. So just to kind of get this party started a little bit, Doug, what what impact has serving others had on your life? And I know that's kind of a selfish question, but I want you to answer it a little selfishly. It's like, as you've served others, what has that done for you? So you're asking me to answer a selfless question selfishly. Something like okay. that. Yeah, you just okay. you just All do right. the best All you right. can. Okay, good. Let's let's see how this goes. Let's let's let it rip. So when it comes when it comes to serving others, one of the things I've found is it unlocks the opportunities that we we selfishly want to have, right? Mm. Like there's there's two ways to think about it. It's like, can I go get everything that I want to get and step on as many people as I need to step on? <laughs> or do I do I get everything that I want to get? by serving and helping other people get what they want. It's, it's that classic Zig Ziglar quote, right? You can get everything mm. you want by helping other people get what they yesterday. want. That was, I said did that yesterday. That yesterday? Yeah. 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 Did, he, did he try to say it was his quote or did he give it to Zig? <laughs> no, he gave it to Zig? Thank okay. you. I appreciate okay. that. Okay. Pay you later. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things I've found for, for, my, for my life in particular has been the more that I've been in service of other people, the more opportunities I've had, because every opportunity that I've ever had has come from relationships. Mm. And it comes from the relationships that have been built because I've been selfless. And anytime I've tried to like play the game Mm. of being selfish, it's always a hundred percent of the time. Now, and you say play the game, 
but isn't it, it's like probably one of the most instinctive things about us, like is to be self-centered. I don't know. That you don't even need to play a game. I mean, it's just like, it's just our natural is to protect ourselves, to look out for ourselves, to think about ourselves. It's just very natural. So I know people that play the game, like they can't get enough of themselves. Yeah. 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 But it's just like that. How do we overcome the nature of of not wanting to serve ourselves all the time? I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it is, it's, it's certainly natural to say like, for us to be selfish, right? It's, yeah. it's natural. Yeah. It's also natural to for us to be in relationship. Right? Ah. We're a, we are social beings. So is it is it like our core thing to be selfish? I don't I don't know. I think there's something else think? that pulls. I mean, we, we've got a studio audience here. Do you think it's a core thing to be selfish, or do you think it's a core thing to actually focus on others? I don't know if I'm I'm leaning in my direction. You noticed that, didn't you? I, I saw that. I mean, what do y'all think, Scott? What do you think? Speaking of the mic, I know you have an answer for us. Um, I like using examples yeah. um, that include experiences that I've had. Okay. So that can sound yeah. pretty selfish. It can. A lot of the time. It can. Um, but at the same time, you you can't help. But, I mean, these are things that you've experienced. Yeah. And so how does that not come to the forefront Good point. right away? Good point. So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess there's also the balance between are we spending – how much time are we spending talking about ourselves and how much time are we spending about talking to people about them? And I don't think – we can get away with not talking about ourselves. I think that's an important part of uh, of kind of living and learning is is learning through other people. Um, and in the scope of our show today is reflecting a lot on our past, on how we've served others and, and what we've been able to see other people get. And in just a minute, we're going to take our, our first commercial break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to get some participation from our studio audience because I had them think about some, some, some areas in their life where they've just seen some amazing impacts of service. And I think those are the, the best ways that we as people can really reset ourselves because we get we, our frames are us. Our frames is, is our life. It's when we start hearing other people talk about these, these amazing acts of service and, and how they've been able to come out of their comfort zone, that it can dramatically change the way that we see ourselves. So um, stick with us, folks. When we come back, we're going to keep talking more about uh, serving others. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to The Great People Shooks. Rewarding thing you've ever done to serve someone else. And, and I, and I want to harp on this. I think it's really difficult for people to look at the good things they've done for other people and, and be proud about that because we usually don't do great things for other people to be proud about it. But I think it's important for our studio. So when you're, when you're speaking to us about this, you're not speaking to this about bragging or flaunting. You're speaking to have an impact on other people so that they can serve others. So uh, do you want to get, uh, you were telling me a story, Mark, this morning that I'd love to hear from. And, and if you wouldn't mind just taking the mic and speaking into the mic as you speak, and I don't want you to use any notes either. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. This comes from the heart. So just slip that mic out. So, so Mark, what is the most rewarding thing you've ever done to serve someone else? Um, so 
a friend of mine and myself uh, took on the role of a fundraising um, chairman at a local high school okay. in our hometown. Yeah, just keep speaking into the mic. And we um, we did it to help raise um, scholarship monies for Good. Um, some of the graduating seniors. Mm-hmm. Now, selfishly, uh, we did it to prove all the other parents wrong, saying, oh, you guys can't raise any money. It's, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, so through that kind of motivation, it prompted us to do a lot of hard work. Okay. And we were able to give um, some um, life-changing money, not huge monies, but yeah. life-changing now monies. What's, so what's the difference? You, you distinguish here. There's huge monies and there's life-changing monies. Yeah, we, we, we didn't raise you know, um, full scholarship money to yeah. go to college, but yeah. we were able to raise – uh, a couple of, you know, $1,500 awards to kids who come from maybe some not so good socioeconomic background okay. that they could use to help promote themselves, okay. move them forward. Yeah. Um, and watching them receive this, even though um, it started from, um, I'm going to prove those other parents wrong. Yeah. To watching the eyes, the tears, the hugs, it, it just it, it moved me to my core. Wow! How did how has this impacted the way that you look at other people now? Just being through that, it, it sounded like it changed your heart. It did. Um, looking at other people now, um, you, you have to realize that uh, sometimes it's going to take the work to yeah. reap the reward. Um, yeah. And the reward doesn't always come to you. And I, and I think there's a clear distinguishment here. And, and I want you to pipe in on this, Doug. We, we often, I feel guilty because I could have done something very small and easy to help someone in need. Maybe it's just seeing a homeless person and, and buying them a meal. I mean, that's, that's nothing. That, that's, that's nothing. But what we hear from you, Mark, is this was hard work. This wasn't an easy give to 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 do in fact in your story the odds were stacked up against you uh they they were it was uh it was hunting down a lot of um a lot of um some corporate sponsorships yeah. in terms of food and and coffees and things we did a lot of concessions <laughs> i mean it was a lot of dollar hot yeah. dogs yeah there's <laughs> a lot of 50 cent candy you're making me hungry and and um you know what but each each pack of lifesavers or, you know, <laughs> it mattered. Didn't dollar, it? it mattered. And everything end, mattered. It mattered. Doug, what do you think about this? You know, one thing that one thing that he points out in his story that that I think is so important is oftentimes people don't know where to serve. Right. It's like I mm. want to do something good. I want to help people. I want to yeah. I want to I want to be an asset. But where do I start? And where you started was something that you wanted to stand against. Right. You said it was selfish. You wanted to prove that we didn't. But what it really was, was you wanted to prove them wrong, that they that that they weren't thinking highly enough about the potential of what could happen. Right. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it ended up being, you know, uh, uh, more of one of those shame on you. Yeah. For for not wanting to try. Yeah. To, to help everything succeed for yes. the kids. So what ends up happening when when people when people start to think about, OK, what do I either want to stand against or what do I want to stand mm. for? And then go serve in those ways. They have an opportunity to make an impact in a way that so many other people would look at and say, they can't raise money, right? They can't do this. Yeah. They can't get this done. And then service ends up becoming a, a, a type of momentum that happens hmm. that, that becomes more of a natural default than when we see something that's off balance that we say, yeah, we want to support that. Or like, no, we're not going to stand for that. 
then we're then we're put ourselves in a more consistent uh, type yes. of service so that you know it reminds me of of a of a Susan Scott quote where she says not every conversation can change a life but any conversation could Ooh. not everyone will but everyone could anyone could right yeah. and it's the same thing with taking action not every um, time you sell a pack of lifesavers is it going to change a life but it also might it also could right? yeah. and and that's a that's a perfect demonstration uh, based on your your story, and and I and I love your point about serving and giving is is momentum based. Um, if and I'm curious, just from our studio audience, um, who here feels like that you just may not serve enough? Like there's just opportunity to serve more. Almost every hand's going up. You love radio, right? You ask a question to, to raise your hand. And <laughs> the radio audience is going, yeah, great. Um, and and so why why don't we serve more? Go ahead, give Lorraine the mic if you don't mind, Mark. Lorraine's like, wait, I got to say that Fear on radio? Of rejection? Yeah. Tell me, what, what do you mean rejection? You're giving. How can you be rejected? Um, you know, you always get the, well, I don't need help or, um, you know, I can do it myself yeah. type of, yeah. you know, attitude. So, yeah. Um, fear of rejection is sometimes why we don't come forth. I uh, I just heard this on the, maybe I actually saw it on the news in in Richmond about a homeless woman that um, everyone in the community is taking care of her. She doesn't want to not be homeless. She's being offered food. She's being offered place to sleep. She's being offered everything she needs. I mean, it's on the news now, but she just doesn't take it. And it's very difficult for us to want to give to people that don't want our help. And we can't force ourselves down their throat either, but we have to, we, we can't not do it because because of that fear, right? And, and especially if you've ever been in a situation where you've given a lot to other people and you, you received ingratitude towards it. And I, I love the story in the Bible about how um, Jesus healed, uh, uh, you know, one, one le- you know, the leper, heal, healing the le- and only one, all the lepers, only one thanked them, right? So if we do it, I mean, how many of you have stopped giving Christmas presents because you literally said to yourself, you know, they haven't given me one in about three years, so maybe I should just stop now, right? There was like this, this give and take, right? We're expecting something in return. And when we don't get it in return, we just kind of quit. Thanks, Lorraine. Appreciate that. Um, what is, I, I'm curious from our, our studios, we're going to be on a, on a bottom of an hour break here in, the meet, in, in a minute. Um, what, what are some other barriers? Because every hand went up in, in here. What are some of the barriers that you all have to serving other people? The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454. Now back to The Great People Show. All right. Welcome, everyone, back to The Great People Show. We are live on location at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I've noticed everything around here is freaking blue. Like everything, the doors in this inn... Blue. Or blue. Yeah. Is there nothing blue in this city? Like, is there something that's not blue? I mean, you're wearing blue. I'm wearing blue. Yeah. And I'm not even. I'm not even a Tar Heel. Yeah. If we go to Raleigh, we turn red. Oh, NC State. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Where did you go to school at? Uh, Liberty. You went to Liberty. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. just went out of state. You yeah. just you I couldn't, couldn't. I couldn't deal with the yeah. Too too much conflict. So, yeah. so uh, so we're we're back on this topic of serving others and. Before we went to break, uh, and I'm not even sure some of our radio audience heard the entire story. Doug, can you share 
this this monologue that you gave us on serving others. Well, it was really good. It was really good. And, and I'm sure the second time around will be amazing. I, I thought have, it was good. I have I have no idea. Here's the gist. <laughs> <laughs> so so the gist was when it comes to when it comes to serving, we have to we what we have to remember is and it's a lot of serving has to do with awareness. Yes. Right. We have to be aware of the value of serving, not not only for the people who we are serving, but also in the times that we get an opportunity to be served. And what that means for the other side, because service isn't transactional. It's something bigger than than, than just a simple transaction, mm-hmm. right? And the story that I told um, was about uh, taking a uh, take, asking a older lady when I was in college out to lunch, just to be able to ask her questions and be able to get to know her and sort of understand um, uh, where she got her wisdom and mm-hmm. her success. And as I'm asking her these questions, uh, we get to the end of the lunch and the bill comes. And um, I try to take the bill and before I can get it, she grabs it and we're kind of in the tug of war thing. And I said, no, 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 I've, I invited you. I, I want, I'm here to, to, to get from you. So this is like, it's the least I can do. Yeah. And she snatched it away from me and like the, the mean, like only a way that, you know, <laughs> only, only the way. Only the way your grandma grandmother could, could do look. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, she looked at me and, I, and I'll never forget it. She said, don't you dare take this blessing from me. Wow. And, and it was the first time that I had like this, this like understanding that she got something like it was good for her. Yeah. Um, and it was a blessing to her to be able to, to pay for lunch. Yeah. And so, uh, it, 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 it's one mm. of those things that, that it, it allowed me to see that, that what Jesus said was true, which is it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. Like you get a blessing out of giving. So it informs mm-hmm. my service to other people to know that, gosh, if I'm helping them, I'm helping me. Have you, has, has anyone in our audience ever received an award that you just didn't want to accept? You just didn't want, you just didn't want the attention. Um, I, I heard this story the other day that uh, a friend of mine was sharing this story about a friend of his that received a, like a community service award. And he literally said, I really, I have no interest in accepting this award. I did it out of my heart. I don't want to be recognized for it. I just, I would prefer just not to show up. And my friend said to him, you will go and you will accept that award because that award is not for you. That award is for them to give it to you. It's their blessing. Yep. It's their appreciation. Yep. And, and the other personal experience that I had with it, I went on a mission trip to Armenia. Gosh, it was 13 years ago, I think it was. And part of it was fundraise. I could have paid for my own trip, right? But they said, do not pay for your own trip. You want to put the giving out to other people because you'll be amazed at how much they will get out of giving you money to support you on your trip. This isn't about you paying for your trip. Mm-hmm. This is about allowing other people yep. to serve you so that you can go serve someone else. And I'd never thought about that. Yeah. And what was really fascinating with, because with, this was 13 years ago, so there wasn't a whole lot of emails going around. is amazing? Like 13 years ago, we just didn't even use email that much. Isn't that wild? And I certainly couldn't Snapchat it to them. So you had to actually, I know this is crazy for some of us. You actually had to print off a piece of paper, fold it twice, and put it in an envelope with a real stamp. Yeah. And there was a postal carrier that would actually take it to them. It's crazy. I know, I know we don't do it that often anymore. But the people that I really thought would give didn't. And I'm okay with that. No big deal. But the ones that I really never in a million years would have suspected would give gave. I mean, and, and it was so much money, 
like it was, it went into a fund. We actually used all the excess money to do things when we were there that um, it, it was just, uh, it was in abundance. It, it was, it was just amazing to kind of be the vehicle for the, for, for the serving in a way. And I, and I don't think we put ourselves out there enough to even be that. Right. I don't think we do enough for, for um, not just the people we want to go serve, but the people that are all standing behind us mm-hmm. to support us in that. Yeah. And, and to put that into to perhaps like a day-to-day perspective, you know, I, I had a, I had a client, this is, this is like six months ago where anytime you would say anything nice to him or like a compliment, he would always minimize it. Ah, oh, like, like oh, yeah. ask my wife, you know what I mean? Like I'm not that great. Or like, like he would all shucks it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing, he wouldn't accept any positive like affirmation or appreciation. And so I started thinking about it. Like, like, what is that? And so I told mm. I, one of the one of the things that I that I encouraged him on was if if there's a person who's going to be kind enough and go out of their way to show you appreciation and you minimize it, what is that saying? What message does that send? Yeah. Essentially, you're telling them that they're a liar. Wow. And they're wrong. Wow. Right. And so if there's that. only one type of person that you don't want to insult. It's the type of person who wants to show you appreciation and wants to be nice to you. It's like, right? isn't it like eating the hand or biting the hand that feeds you? That's exactly what it isn't, is. Isn't that, yeah. That's where it came from. Yeah. Has anyone ever bit your hand after that? Literally? Yes. You have a child. I know they have. <laughs> I have children. Children bite. They literally yeah. bite the hand that has fed you. That's yeah. happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, luckily, they didn't have a lot of teeth at the time, right. but that you know, it's, it's, it still works. Uh, I'm curious from, from our audience, what is the greatest way that you believe we can serve others? Jump up to the mic. What's the greatest way we, you believe we can serve others? Scott, I know you have an answer. You're telling, you're, you're telling Becky. What's oh, the great? Becky. Come, on, come to the mic, Scott. You're my go-to guy. You and Mark are my, my go-to guys here. You just want to pull it out and speak. What's the greatest way that we can serve other people, Scott? I think uh, to be able to give time, give our time. Okay. Uh, because time is so valuable. And, yep. um, uh, Hold that mic a little closer. There everybody, you go. Perfect. Everybody's time is important. So yeah. to be able to give that up to someone else, I, I feel like that's something that you're, you're giving your time. You're giving a lot more than if you know. If you had to give more of your time, where would you personally want to give more of your time to serve others? I think I would want to um, share that time with my, with my family. Okay. With my kids. I have a couple of teenagers. So okay. I would like to. Oh, they need you be, now. Be boys or girls? Them, both boys. Okay. Stepson, son. And, okay. Um, would like to be with them and if I can, a lot more. Just to add something. We can't give our children enough time. Like we yeah. just, there's, there's not enough time in the world to give our kids. Right. And, and I'm that way. I, I give every extra minute I have to my family. I give up friend time. I give up me time. I give up community time just to spend time with my friends or my family. How do we balance that? Because I want to give all my time to my family. And maybe that's fine. Maybe that's, it's it's supposed to be that way. But it sounds to me that just in the context of what we're talking about here, we want to do more for more people. How do we balance that? How do we know, okay, I'm only going to give you so much time because I want to go and serve over here too, because that starts to feel selfish. Well, I think it's, I think you have to organize yourself. I mean, it, it kind of comes down to that so that okay. you can etch out time to be able to share it with, with others, with your family, with yeah. your friends, with people in the community, with an old lady who loved sitting down with the, a young guy and, you know, letting him 
pick her brain. Yeah. I mean, that that's a great story. Yeah. And um, I just think that if we could be a little bit more organized to be able to take that time yeah. and space it out and give it, yeah. that would be really meaningful yeah but, i mean it's it's a challenge it is it's well challenge. And, and and we're here on the show to challenge people to do to do something different um not that i want anyone to stop listening to the show now to go serve someone else uh just <laughs> hang in with us for the next 20 minutes and then you can go serve someone else but really take this as a challenge to think about is there is there anywhere i can just pull a sliver of a minute off not a minute but maybe an hour off yeah and, and where i found some some real um I guess reward is serving at the food bank and Meals on Wheels. That, that was my big thing for a long time. You, you don't really know what's going on in this world until you start delivering some meals to someone yeah. that you're the only person they have seen in, in, in a day or so. It's, it's tough. So when we come back, we're going to continue talking more about this concept of serving others and challenging other people to, to take more time to, to serve other people. And overcoming that, that initial barrier that most of us have, which is just to think less about ourselves and more about other people. We are live on location at <laughs> University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, with the most amazing inside sales team at TriVantage Corp. you could ever imagine. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Now back to the Great People Show, folks. The Great People Show. We are live on location at the University of North Carolina Tar Heel Country, and uh, we're talking about gratitude with my good friend Doug Stewart. I haven't really known you that long. I mean, we've only um, known each other for maybe a year or so. And digitally, very. Di- it's amazing yeah. the the digital landscape that uh, enables us to connect, but not connect. I really, and I think this is an important part of this conversation because I felt like I knew you so well, but we had not even really talked. I mean, we commented. Yeah. yeah. We messaged. We liked. We liked. Liked and shared. We loved. Yeah. We, I don't think we angered each other we we, not, or sad at each other. No, maybe not yet. Just, not yet. We just, there's still time. There's still, we there's just hearted each other on, yeah. on Facebook. But then when you first talked, there's just, I, I have so much admiration. You're going to see one day Doug on a stage in front of 100,000 people somewhere. There's no, there's just no doubt about it, and I'm going to be there just clapping them on the whole time, just like our studio audience is. Right? <laughs> uh, so we're talking about, we're talking about how do we serve others? And in, in our, our good friend Becky, who uh, I'm going to let her come to the mic, and I say let her because I'm afraid she might try to sell us something if she gets too too close to the mic. We we've been doing a lot of uh, sales sales training this week, so so Becky, we're talking about service ser- serving others. What is and you wanted to pick it up on the meals on wheels conversation we were just having? Yes, um, when we talk about excuses, it, most of the time it goes back to time, especially yeah. if you work and have children and and home and children in sports or for whatever reasons. Yeah. But there's a lot of ways you can serve and involve the children, and meals on wheels is a great one to do that because the children get to see the life that other people live. So this is modeling servicing others Involving. for our children. With our children, exactly. With our children. Yes. Wow. Because it's a good way to involve them in a community activity mm-hmm. while serving others. Absolutely. And and getting to see how other people live. Because when you go to the door with that box of food for the day, there's a lot of people, you're the only person they're going to see that day. And just seeing the joy it brings them. Yeah. It's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. What Describe those feelings to us. Well, my mother actually did it. She um, she delivered Meals on Wheels, so I got to experience wow. that child. And about how old were you at the time? 
Um, I may have been six wow. or seven. Okay. The, and I can remember when the truck would bring them to our church in, in a cooler and you yeah. picked up your cooler. Yep. And then everybody had a post, you know, in your route that you went. Yeah. And that was, my mother always served. And so I tried to do that with my children as well. And we could deliver in the summer. And, it, you know, it was hard to do it while you worked, but you only had to do it once a month. Yeah. And so I always was lucky enough to work for a company that would allow me to do that. Yeah. And my children, I hope we'll get to do that one day. In fact, my daughter teaches. Okay. And I feel like that's a, she's giving back every day. She's a kindergarten teacher. Oh my. Woo. So, yeah. yeah. She's given, she's given back about 10 times more than the rest of us do yeah, on I, any given school I day. I cannot imagine doing that day in a day. Yeah. And I can't imagine where she got the energy to do it. I mean, it just escapes me <laughs> that that's anywhere in the DNA of your of your lineage. <laughs> like it just must have been from a grandparent or something. Who knows? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> my mother came, told me I came in the world with my feet on fire. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> I've been like this all my life. <laughs> was, that, was that even appropriate for radio? I mean, I, <laughs> is the FCC going to come after us for that one? So, um, so, Becky, share with us the story also that you wanted to tell us about the playground. Yes. Yeah, so we live in a small community um, in Mebane. Mm -hmm. And so the playground there was very old and the school system made us take it down. The equipment was wooden um, and parents had built it at one point, but for safety reasons, they had us take it down. So we had a school without a playground for two years. Wow. And, but the equipment is very expensive to buy now for all the OSHA restrictions and, you know, to have it where it's handicapped accessible as well. Yeah, yeah. So we had to raise $20,000 in a small community. That's a lot of money. And we had cash raffles. We we begged, borrowed, and and pleaded with everybody we could. We sold bricks and families could engrave their, have their names engraved in them. Yeah. And every time we finally made it, and every time I pass that school, I'm so proud of that playground. Yeah. It just makes me want to stop and go play. And imagine all the children. Imagine the thousands of children that have received blessings as a result of the hard work that you put in. Absolutely. And it was such a community effort too. It was the PTA that did it. And so I always beg people, join the PTA. There's always a job for you. You can serve a hot dog. You can take up tickets. You can, and I did boosters um, all the way through. So that's another way my children were always in Mm -hmm. tow. Mm -hmm. And so I always tried to do things that I didn't have the excuse that I was pulled away from. Yeah. I tried to show them how to do it too. Yeah. So, the, so the less, what's the lesson here for us? You've got uh, thousands of people listening to you right now. What do you want us to do as a result of your experience? I want you to go out and volunteer. Yeah. And don't use the excuse that you have children because they can help volunteer. That's true. Too. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Becky. Let's give Becky some appreciation. Good job, Becky. So, uh, so, so we're we're getting we're, we're getting down to the the uh, probably the last eight eight or nine minutes of the show, and I wanted to cover some some tips for us, some ways that we can serve better. This comes from a, a website called thoughtco.com. Uh, number one, which we've heard a lot from Becky on, serve through your family. Uh, it's natural for us to serve our family, and I just I never really thought about the. Uh, and, and I need to self-commit to this, the power of bringing my children along to serve. And, and, and you know, to our listeners, I don't know what your, your organization lets you do, but I think it's pretty cool to every once in a while bring your kids to work so they can see what you're doing. Because my kids are young and their exact words are, the reason I go to work is to make shiny coins for them. So they can, and they're spending my shiny coins. Okay, so, so clearly we need to re, uh, retool the reason daddy goes to work uh, a little bit. Uh, which one of these, Doug, which one are some of your, you think are, m- are the more powerful ones that we could do to serve others? I, I think the most important one is the one we've already, we've already mentioned and that Becky talked about, which is serving with our family. Mm-hmm. You know, I think 
you know, one, one of the things that we forget about is, is the generational nature of service. Yeah. Right. Because it's generational. Your, your mom took you, you took your kids and, 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 and even, even in a physical standpoint, right. With the playground, how many kids are going to get an opportunity to experience the blessing of the work that you did in service. And some of it isn't just person to person. Like yeah. you see me be a demonstration. So you're more likely to go serve. Some of it is even more transcendent than that, right? Some of it is even deeper. It's like the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You throw a, throw mm-hmm. a stone in the water mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and it ripples. And, and, and people get uh, touched by our mm-hmm. service that we may never meet, right? Um, never know. You know, I think like share your talents. Simple acts of service are the biggest thing because mm-hmm. I think it's what builds the like momentum for the large like things. Like, like if, we, if we live in a, if we live in, um, if we live in that, in that momentum that over time that we, that we condition ourselves to understand the value of service, we're much more likely to write that big check one day or, yeah. or do that big, that big um, donation of time or resources. But if we're not willing to like pick up the piece of trash first or like sell yeah. a brick or take one meal or like pat someone on the back and like smile at someone in the hallway. Yeah then we're never going to get to the big thing. I love it. The simple acts of service that we can do. Uh, and, and there's the other parts that we feel like perhaps, and, and there's a trap here because one of them here is give tithes and donate. So some people feel like, well, I give money. I give money. And that's great. I, I Don't stop. Give more. What we can't let ourselves feel like is that because we've done that, we're done especially if you are very wealthy, Mm -hmm. especially if you do have the disposable income. I've seen that in churches. I've seen that in nonprofits where people feel like they've done their part. And we heard it from Scott. It's the time that matters. The money matters. Money is necessary. Time is the biggest thing you can give, which gives us to the third one here, volunteer in your community. We talked about that as well. This one is interesting because it's very specific and and I don't do this. And it's kind of tied into the meals on wheels is visit the homebound. I mean, I, I don't think any of us have the scope of how many people are stuck in their homes lonely right now. Mm-hmm. And, and there is really, there's only a few groups that even the Bible says that you should really focus on, right? right. The children, the widowed, yep. and then really the kind of the homebound, the ones that have nobody. I mean, this, no, no one wants to end up like that. So why would we let anyone else end up like that? So I, I can't emphasize, and, and that's hard. That's emotionally hard. I mean, nobody, I don't know if anybody really wants to do that because of the, the, the impact it can have on you just from a hurtful perspective. It's heavy. But it's very heavy. Mm-hmm. But we have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone to do it. I have some friends that uh, give some time at like um, retirement communities and these places, and they just love working with the elderly. Uh, some of them are hoot. I love the elderly because they just do not care what, what, what they say. Like it, they're done with it. Uh, one of my favorite sayings, and I've said this on the air, I believe, when you're in your teens and your 20s, you care what people think about you. When you get into your 30s and 40s, you stop caring what people think about you. And when you get to be 15 above, you realize they were never thinking about you to begin with. <laughs> so there's like no filters, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like whatever. Becky's, Becky's, Becky's like, I'm not 50 yet, and I have no filter. Um, and, and, and here's another one. Serve children. Right? There's, uh, I remember serving at an, an, a ministry in Renner called Acts 2. These are um, poverty-stricken uh, when they would come and eat dinner with us after school, it was the first meal of the day for many of them, besides maybe a school lunch. Uh, mourn with those who mourn. Follow inspiration. You mentioned this one. Share your talents. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this room and everyone listening to the show has a talent or two that have been embedded into you that make you amazing. 
many of us don't want to recognize those talents because we're almost afraid of how we'd use those talents. And we've learned in here that some people have some superhero powers. Like, for instance, Lorraine can tell you what number is in your head at any given moment. Um, it's pretty pretty scary. She 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 blames it on having five children that she can read minds. Are you do you have are your children teenagers? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have a scary mom because they can't get away with anything. Um, so, but you know, share your talents. Let them come out. Um, serve through missionary work, and this doesn't have to be a religious or faith based thing. There's missionary work going on all the time everywhere. I'm from Southwest Virginia. We used to, I, I never participated, but we used to have missions that would just go to West Virginia because there was so much poverty in West Virginia. There's mission opportunities. You've got homeless shelters. You've got food banks. They're all around us. Take a vacation day or two to go do something special. Uh, fulfill your callings. We've talked about that a lot. How many of you feel like you're not sure even what your calling is yet? You're still trying to figure that out. How many of you feel like you know what your calling is? Yeah, not hands don't go up for that. It's it's a difficult thing to figure out and know what know what we're supposed to be doing. Lorraine, you want to share? Don't scratch that ear. All right. <laughs> um, use your creativity. We have we have a lot of creative people in the room, and and we heard two wonderful stories of creativity where you can take what your what your mind is on fire for and go and do something about it. Because if we don't do something about it, it just turns into a complaint. You know, if they would just do this, man, they would have so much money. Well, buddy, go do it. Yeah. If you've got all the answers, make something happen. And just a, uh, one more here. Serve by humbling yourself. Isn't that where we started in this conversation? Yep. Try to pull yourself out of the equation. And, and we're here this week on business context. We're here to talk about how to serve our customers better. But there are no boundaries mm-hmm. with serving others. We only have a couple minutes left. Doug, give us give us that monologue. You just In, in one minute, just... Inspire us to action. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. I think one of the one of the things that came to my mind when you were talking about um, when you're talking about your calling and people not knowing like what their calling is, I think I think we we make it so complex and so confusing when when the when the answer is 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 almost always what gets you excited or what irritates you. Yeah. And then what can you do? And and oftentimes it's the question of what lights me up? What gets me yep. excited? What do I actually want to go do? Like, like to give you an example. No um, time for an example. I, I, no, here's an example. Oh man, he's taking over. I don't, I don't like, ki- I like my kid. Yep. <laughs> I don't like kids. It's true. Right. And so I don't do like, I go serve in a place where, that gets me excited because I can be of more service. Yep. Right. And the, I think the final thing is, is that wherever you are, just be there, just show up. So we want to thank you all. Thank you, yeah. Doug, for being here. Thanks for our audience at UNC Chapel Hill. Go volunteer. Our James Muncy, our other co-host, just said, don't forget about volunteering at your local fire department because he's a firefighter. So got to get that in there at the end. Check us out next week, Thursday mornings at 9 o'clock. Thank you all for our hosts. Come back and see us next week. Again Next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some superheroes.